I'm clever enough to know that I'm sitting next to Charlie Harari, who's with us every single Thursday at 9 a.m. on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're on Facebook Live. Go to facebook.com slash Nachum Siegel Network. Facebook.com slash Nachum Siegel Network. Charlie Harari, welcome back to JM in the AM. It's such an honor to be here. Thanks I'm going for having to, me. I'm going to hit you with something that I already said earlier today. Okay. You ready for this one? Because um, I think it was, so, it was so brilliant when it was first told to me. Um, why do we say, you know, there's a bracha, hanosein layayef koach, that we say every morning. Yeah. Thank you, God, for giving the tired, the fatigued strength, right? Mm-hmm. So someone asks, shouldn't the bracha be hanosein koach? Blessed you, God, who gives strength. What, what do you mean, give the tired person strength? Bless you, God, who gives strength to everybody, right? The whole thing. So the explanation I was given is as follows, that, that, that God waits to see you start the day. And get out there revved up, you know, necessary to, meaning acting in the way you're supposed to act and doing what you're supposed to be doing. All the chasadim, all the mitzvahs, all the, you know, all the helping others, everything you're supposed to be doing. And if you do all that and you get wiped out, if you're completely fatigued, then I will be there to get you through the rest of the day. I'll be there to give you a no say. (laughs) It's so true in life, I find. I think that's it. Meaning, if, if if you wait until you have the energy... You're not going to do much in life. God's like, really? Started. That's what I put you here for? Like, you're real? Like, no, you can't order it online. Like, get up. Um, this weekend, I saw the same concept. We say, We're telling Kodesh Baruch Hu, we just keep getting back up. That's really the measure of a person. Is is not whether or not they get through it the first time. It's whether they get up after they fall or if they get up when they're tired. I had a discussion with one of my kids last night. Um, he, thank God, and some kids do, some kids don't. He, thank God, has the ability to wake up really early in the morning and, and get started right away. Some kids do, some kids don't. Some adults do, some adults right, don't. Right. And I said, you have no idea what kind of bracha that is, that yeah. you're able to just you know, get going early on. The early morning hours don't. Don't bother you. And it really is a bracha of somebody to have that type of stamina. And people have to realize that th- sometimes the hardest part of anything yeah. is getting started. Yeah. You wrote your book. I yeah. bet you the hardest oh my God. part was just oh my God. getting started. You want to take, you want to accomplish something, go somewhere, yeah. do something special. The hardest part is just yeah. getting yeah. started. And once you do get started, all of a sudden you feel this rush. All of a sudden you have this yeah. wind beneath your wings. And we know Hanosin Leif Koach, he's yeah. there to help along. The best advice I got for when I was writing the book, and I think this is for anything, is called Messy Pages. I got it from someone, I don't remember who, and he said, the first draft is for nobody. You can never send it to anybody. When you write your first draft, it has to be written with the intention that no one in the world is going to see it but you. And the reason why that's so valuable is because if I write it for you, then I'm like, is it going to work? Forget it. But if it's just for me, it could be messy. It could be terrible. But it gets you started. If your first Start draft, the process. then you're not worried about like, is it doesn't make sense? Is it smart? Am I going to look dumb? Your first draft is called messy pages. <laughs> it's tremendous. You know, someone once said to me, I was I once asked somebody about writing a book and things like that, and he, he says to me, "Do not." I think I once told this to you. Do not think you have to go to a log cabin in the woods yeah, no. <laughs> and set yourself up with your typewriter <laughs> and have perfect conditions right, and right. great weather in order to get into the frame of mind to really get yeah. those words on the paper. Yeah. Just start Write writing. You know? <laughs> I had the exact same experience. I was working with someone, and I go, "Maybe I'll fly out to you. We'll go to the thing." He's like, "What?" I'm like, "You know." 
will go to a cabin. He's like, you're in your office. I'm like, I can't write a book in an office. <laughs> and it's funny because some rabbis will say to me that to prepare for their Rosh Hashanah and Kippur sermons, which of course is timely, uh, to prepare for their big sermons of the year, they literally will take a day, go somewhere. But it works for them. It works for them. Yeah. They go, they think, they brainstorm, sit in a hotel where they're sitting right. at a desk and just you know away from everybody. And I get that. Their phones never stop ringing. I get that. But in reality, right. most of the time, right. it's just get started. Right. Kids just screaming, shut the door. <laughs> Can you give me a minute to breathe? Just get it going. <laughs> if you were speaking this Rosh Hashanah, what would the theme be? Uh, I, actually, I shouldn't say that. You are, aren't are you speaking this Rosh Hashanah? With God's help, yeah. You'll be at one of the programs, yeah, right? Yeah, Rosh Hashanah. So what, what will be the theme this year? Identity. Identity. Uh, I'll tell you what I've been thinking about a lot. If you look at everything that you do, just take anything that you're doing throughout the day. And even waking up early in the morning, if you really break it down past the action into the thought and from the thought into why your thoughts, the end of the day, what drives our actions is our desires, our rut zone, right? If I want to write a book, it's going to drive me to sit down and write the pages. But if you think about it, when rut zone starts to give, what drives rut zone? If rut zone drives actions, then what drives rut zone? So I read this incredible book a, week, a few weeks ago that changed my life. It was by a man named Daniel Coyle. He wrote a book called The Talent Code. And in there, there's a ton of research. We don't have time for now. But a ton of research that what drives desire is identity. You wake up in the morning. You have all of this. That's your identity. So what if you're tired one morning? Are you going to be like, no, I'm just, I'm, I'll do it next month? you would be like, no, this is my identity. I identify with what I do for a living. I identify with what I'm accomplishing. When a Jew goes to a, uh, to a, uh, a place on, on business and there's nothing to eat, and everyone's eating McDonald's. Is he going to eat McDonald's like a from Jew? Why not? Because he identifies with a certain level of, of halacha. The identity is what drives your desire, and that's what drives your actions. And that is why, by the way, so many Kalaka vote in our community will never miss Minion. Exactly. They, they can have 105 fever. They are not yeah. missing because yeah. that is them. Yeah. That I just is told them. a story to somebody I, where I was somewhere, and I said, one of the moments that I realized how special this community was was the day after Hurricane Sandy. Hurricane Sandy knocked us out. The next morning, the shul was jammed with old people. They brought in the lights from the sukkah and generators. Why? Stay home. It's your identity. You know what Rosh Hashanah is about? It's not about sin. Yom Kippur, maybe. Elul, maybe. If it was about sin, we'd be talking about sin. We'd be having, you know what Rosh Hashanah is about? Identity. Hamelech. And we're in that kingdom. Exactly. Do we, are we really, do we really feel the pride of being a prince and a princess? Do we feel that pride? Are we just like regular people with extra stuff to do? Because you live in the world. You're just like everybody else, but you got stuff to do. You wake up early, you go to bed, you have it's kosher. But if you wake up in the morning and go, you know who I am? I'm a prince. He's my king. That's right. If the, if the identity shifts in Rosh Hashanah, then that identity drives your desire and that drives your ability to get up early, to make a difference, to go past yourself and to see every talent you have really as given to you in order to change the world. You know, it's funny because there are people, and I think this is related, we're on Facebook.com slash Network. I think this is related. There are people who will take on certain stringencies during the Aserah Sumei And I think it is related to what you're saying yeah. in that they are m- trying to be more identified, yeah. be even more intertwined with his kingdom by, by sacrificing more, yeah. or by making a gesture that you know, makes it seem 
as if we're more, you know, focused yeah. on that. And in fact, that there's a lot like that this, to eat, to eat, right. you know, pasta. No straw. pasta. So, and and the question they ask is, but you're faking it. Right. And you know what the answer is? And it's is? only ten days a year. Yeah. And you know what the answer is? When it comes to identity, you get to fake it. Meaning, like, you don't have to think like, oh my God, if I say this, this is going. Right. God's like, don't worry about ten years from now. Just live in a moment for a few days with me. Like, I get it. You'll go back. Fine. But don't allow that I'm going to go back to ruin where you are right now. Okay. Here's the danger because now when you're here with me, <laughs> I, but Rabbi Gladstein was here a few minutes ago, and he, he wrote his new brand new book, and he emphasizes key biome hazeh. Yeah. It's not about yeah. yesterday or tomorrow. Yeah. This is it. This, yeah. is, this is the day that you have to – and by the way, it's not just Yom Kippur. It's any day. It's, this is the day. Focus yeah. on today. Don't worry, like you just said. Don't worry about ten years from now, or ten, or yesterday, or ten days ago. Yeah. This is today. That you have to concentrate on. By the yeah. way, I have to tell you, and I know, I know, we're running out of time, but I just have to tell you <laughs> that. And I know this is not Yom Noraim related, but your your description this summer <laughs> of how of how a young man in the Yeshiva League high school community gets a nickname. <laughs> I mean, I got to tell you something. And I've been sharing it, you should know, with everybody. And they look at me, especially the women, look at me like, what? That, that, and I'm telling you, the kid walks in the first day with sushi. His name for the sushi. next four years is sushi. What do you mean? He has a first name. I am telling you. His have, parents cried over him after his grandfather. It's not the matter. You have to trust me. And I said, well, I don't understand. This. I said, let me give you the list of high school names from my high school. Let me give you it wasn't everybody, but it was plenty of guys I mean, so like uh, I'll, 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 never, I'll never forget when we when we were okay can i tell the story <laughs> i apologize to miriam al wallach who's trying desperately to produce a show here and i uh, and i sympathize with uh, her but i have to say one thing we're in ninth grade and and one of the neighbors to the dorm is is upset because some of the guys in the dorm are making too much noise isn't that and it turns out that that at some you know there was a payphone you know it was a different era right. it was a payphone so what happened was somebody got a somebody got a I, I don't want to use the guy's real name somebody got a phone call so someone's running down the hall Schreiber Schreiber phone call Schreiber, Schreiber so this guy comes to complain to the dorm about you know being too noisy so somebody the guy was was uh, was running down the hall and. Um, and 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 I was screaming, you know, Shiner, Shiner, you know, what was that guy's name for the rest of high school? Shiner, of course. <laughs> and I'm saying that's exactly that's the level of thought that we have. God bless guys. If we didn't come from women or marry women, we would die. One generation. Charlie, you're the best. You're the Thank best. you Thanks so much, Charlie Harari. Everybody with with inspirational words about the upcoming high holidays, and with a uh, look back at his description of how guys get their nicknames.